0: Converge family i don't know why i clapped uh i just maybe it's because i'm so happy i'm so excited that you're here thanks for being a part of the virtual service with us we've got it it's delivered delivered fresh to your phone or your tablet or your TV or wherever you listen to your podcast. This is uh, made especially for those who are a part of our church virtually. And so thanks for being a part of it. If, if For starters, before we get into it, I want you to know that you are a part and I'm glad you're here. Um, if, if you have a prayer request, a question, you want to talk to somebody, shoot us an email at engage, E-N-G-A-G-E, engage at this is converge com. Let us know how we can pray for you, how we can come alongside of you. If you're watching this on the app, or listening to it in the app, right on the uh, homepage, if you go near the bottom, you'll see a tab that's for connect. Right there is our phone numbers and more contacts. You'll see our staff if you want to reach out to a specific staff person. Uh, if you want to talk to me, connect with me, my my cell is nine three seven. Oh, I'm an Ohio boy. Nine three seven three zero four 4242 shoot me a text and say I'd love to talk to a pastor and uh, if there's someone more qualified than me and I guarantee you there will be somebody more qualified than me but I'll I'll give it a valiant effort and I'll I'll love the heck out of you but uh, shoot me a text or email me at Dustin at com. I'm so glad you're a part and I want you to know that you're a part. Uh, For those of you that this is your church, you're you're a virtual extension of our family, I want to invite you and thank you for your generosity. You can give online right in the app. So on the homepage of the app, scroll down a little bit, you'll see a section for giving. You can do it right now as I'm talking. You can also go to thisisconverged.com and give from our website as well. It makes a difference. Uh, God owns it all. It's all His uh, the verse I learned when I was a kid because I was basically born in a Sunday school class for the most part. Uh, he owns the cattle on a thousand hill. I don't I don't even know. I don't want cattle and I don't really know about the thousand hills, but what I know that to mean is it's all his anyways. But he uses us. Can you believe it? He uses people like you and I to move forward the mission of the gospel. So thank you for being a part of that. Uh, he's doing amazing things through our church. So Getting into the message this weekend, week four of a series called "To the Church of Converge." So, this is I'm just going to give you a disclaimer, like put a big asterisk right here. I am unprepared for this message. What I mean by that is, like uh, my my mentor, uh, my my communication mentor, the guy that. Uh, kind of early on, especially would sift through my messages and and give me communication tips and tricks and things to be aware of. He, he gave me this term that I've held on to, and it's called thinking yourself clear. I'm an out loud processor, and so I have to take the time to think myself clear, which is basically in layman's terms, it's like it's it's letting it kind of just. percolate in my heart so that way by the time I'm delivering a message, it's just an overflow of what I know to be true about what God is saying and not when I'm still processing it and figuring it out and pulling it all together. But the pace of this week has made it difficult uh, for the think yourself clear part. So I'm diving in. I got to get this thing recorded so that I can get it edited. And so you're going to get the Dustin Burke processing out loud, and I'm going to try to do it and not take an hour doing it, okay? And I know you're like, look, if it, you're right now you just look, I'm, I, I, you probably just look to the end, okay, well then how long is this thing? So I'm gonna try to have you be pleasantly surprised when you stop to see how long it is so that you'll come back and keep watching. Okay, week four. We're doing a series, uh, it's basically pulling from the letters that Paul wrote to early church, uh, through the early churches in Corinth, and, and Philippi, and Ephesus, and Thessalonica, and Corinth and Rome and, and I'm probably missing a couple of them, but but he wrote churches. Paul wrote wrote he wrote letters to churches, and he basically was giving them instructions, uh, pushback, uh, challenges, critique, encouragement, so to make sure that they were remaining anchored in what the mission of the church was all about. And and so we're doing a series, just every week, adding a sentence to a letter that. Paul is writing to our church, and we're just pulling directly from the letters he wrote other churches, and we believe these are timely reminders that Paul would write to us where we are in the context of being the church. So here's the here's the letter we have so far that Paul has written to us based upon the letters that he writ, wrote to other churches. To the church of Converge, you be who God has called you to be. That was week one. Let God's Spirit guide you. That was week two. that was uh, That's how we know who we're called to be. Let God's Spirit guide you in every step to experience the fullness of that calling. That was kind of my parenthetical addition. Uh, this is week three. Remember that people matter most. Last week I got to give a message that always is a passionate one for me that reminds us that people matter most. But this week there's a specific nod to those people. So week four Paul saying to us to live in harmony and stick together. So this is a message for us, for our church, for who God has called us to be, to our family, our community. This is a message that we would live in harmony and stick together. Let me pray for us real quick. God, I pray that as we dive into this, that you would make us a harmonious people. I loved, loved prepping this message because that just speaks to the musical term of living in harmony, knowing how that we fit together like notes in a chord or, or instruments in a band that, that works together to make beautiful music. While, while you're doing your own things, you're doing it with a common roadmap and key and rhythm, and, and it creates something that we can all appreciate uh, called songs and melodies and choruses. and And so how do we do that? God, how do we be a church that, when we are lived out, played out before you, that you, you, you hear just a beautiful concert of unity and harmony, uh, rather than chaos and wrong notes? Uh, that's that's, you hear a guitar that's really out of tune in a band, and you kind of like, oh, it's hard to listen to. So teach us how to, to be in tune with one another, and ultimately, and most importantly, in tune with you. In Jesus' name, Amen. So. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, the letter that Paul's writing to the church in Corinth. I don't know if I'm going to get into it or not. Like I said, I'm still processing, still thinking out loud. But just to give you some context, this is a very divided church. This is a very... Corinth is a very divided church. Right off the bat, Paul has to basically get onto them because they've decided who their favorite preacher is. Like some have said this is the apostle that i follow some have said this is the apostle i follow others had said i don't need no stinking apostle and so they were fighting about who is the best apostle and so that's what paul's gonna talk to early in the in first corinthians and then it's about we talked about it a little bit last week do we eat this what what do we eat or not eat what freedoms do we have or not have now in jesus and around chapter 11 of first corinthians it's like quarrels about socioeconomic status, and this is a divided church, And, and so Paul starts in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony. There it is. I've said to multiple people that this is an exciting message because I love music. Those of you that know me before leading Converge know that since I was 16, I've played music on the road. Like I've made a living playing music since I was 16, usually in the context of the church and worship, but also running recording studios and being on the road with bands, both secular and not. And and and, and so this, uh, music is something that runs deep for me. Like it, in my office here, I've got like a little corner where I can write and record music and. I love music, and so the message today is likely going to bore the heck out of you, but it's going to be exciting for me because I'm going to use musical terms and a musical understanding to hopefully pull out what I think Paul is saying when he says, to, and, and by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony with each other. He, he ends that with, let there be no divisions in the church, rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10, uh, same verse, but this is the Passion translation. I like this. It says, "Be restored as one united body, living in perfect harmony." The Passion Translation says, form a consistent choreography among yourselves. I'll stick a pin in that, but I love that word picture. Form a consistent choreography that we're in step with each other. We're in stride with each other. We're moving to a specific beat and rhythm, and and we're all trying to stay connected together to make this beautiful dance, right? And, And then he ends with having a common perspective with shared Values. Before I dive into the, the, my, my points today, I want to unpack what says here: the, the common perspective and shared values. For for shared values, I believe again using the musical terms, like this is this is the key that we play in. Uh, knowing what our foundation is, knowing what our key is, and music. If if I've been playing music for a long time, and so if you say we're playing in the key of E minor, we're playing in the key of D, we're playing—I mean, I can at some level hang because I know what notes belong into that key and I know what notes don't belong in that key. So I might not know the song, but I can hang because I know the key. And the very first part of all of this is that we have to be in the same key, and our key is Jesus. He is the most important thing. We can have parts you know we can have parts and beliefs and political party differences and and hopes and dreams and aspirations and experiences and all of those things can find a place as long as we have the same key and so we have to live in harmony and that's that's the foundation that's the key that we are playing and i'm going to i'm going to give an example of this in service by by basically giving this uh, a different chord chart to me and to Nick, one of our worship leaders, and to Justin, another one of our worship leaders. Uh, the last song that we're going to sing in, in church this week, and I'm going to give them each a chord chart in different keys. They're not ready for this. They won't know this, but... And then I'm going to have Nick lead this section of the room in the key that he has, and they'll sing it together, and it'll sound great. And then I'm going to stop him and have Justin sing with this section of the room, and he play it in his key, and it's going to sound great. And I'll I'll sing with this section in the key that I have, and, and hopefully it'll sound just fine. And and then I'm going to say, okay, now all at once, let's play that same thing, and it's going to just like sound like a train wreck. Why? Because we're playing in different keys. Sounds great when you do it by yourself, but... When you come together, we will expose, if we're not in the same key, we'll be exposed because there'll be conflict and tension and dissonance. And and the best way to make sure that we can have harmonies to play in the same key. Uh, the other part of that is that we need to have a common perspective. I wrote it down like this. A common perspective is working to understand where someone else is so you can engage with them in ways that deepen connection rather than d- discourage, divide, or disrupt. To be honest with you, that's just a long way of saying my, my my wordy version of empathy. I'll read it again through the lens of empathy, working to understand where someone else is, so you can engage them in ways that deepen the connection, rather than to discourage, divide, or disrupt. In service this weekend, I'm going to illustrate this by before church, I'm just going to go to Nick, again one of our worship leaders, and I'm going to say to Nick, Hey man, I want you to think of your favorite like high energy. Song could be a worship song, could be a classic rock song, but it's gonna be it's gonna be church appropriate. But just think about your favorite high energy song that just comes in guns blazing that you know on guitar. And Nick's gonna not know why he's doing that, but he'll know in service because I'm gonna explain this common perspective, engaging each other in a way that doesn't d- dis- disrupt or undo or, or unravel the moment, but instead steps into it. And what and I'm gonna ask Nick to do is basically kind of pull up the tone on his guitar that that he uses like when we're he's underscoring the message near at the end and it's a gorgeous tone with great reverb and it sounds amazing and and he he plays these beautiful notes with a lot of space underneath and and I'll be given the closing or or given like an invitation to go to the prayer team or to just engage in this closing song and and I'm going to basically set that stage and then ask Nick, just point to Nick and ask him just to randomly start playing that song that I asked him to think of before church and when he starts to play that song it's going to like, it's going to sound like a gear grind. Again, an, another train wreck. That's his favorite song, though. That's the song he thought of. That's the song that was on his brain. But that song didn't fit with the soundtrack of what was happening in my world. And we have a tendency in people's lives. We just want. We don't. We, we want to just, you know, tweak it. Like, hey, my marriage is going through something rough. Well, at least you're married. My jobs. I just got laid off. Oh. Well, you, your job made a lot more money than I, mine ever did. I hate my job. We, find, we have a way of just trying to bring where we are into their situation and, instead of engaging with where they are. So that's why that Nick is able to come up on stage and and, and when I'm giving a closing, he plays. And, and if I'm getting passionate, he, he sort of plays a little bit more and fills in the notes a little bit more. And, and when it's really quiet and prayerful and thoughtful, he lays way back. Why? Because he's engaging, stepping into what I'm doing and finding a way to fit there rather than to change where it is that I am. And, and he can do both. He could do both. And we're going to illustrate what would happen if he decided to play what was on his mind versus step into Where I am, and we want to be able to step into where people are in harmony and rhythm and tempo with where they are. I believe that's what it means to live in harmony. I I want to look at three things that God's Spirit sort of stirred in me when it comes to living in harmony. The message uh, starts out that passage of scripture with this I have a serious concern. So Paul says in the message version, I have a serious concern to bring up with you, my friends. Using the authority of Jesus, our master, I'm going to put it to you as urgently as I can. That's, that's how the, the it's, verse 10 starts in the message, and then it goes on to say, live in harmony with each other. My, my first of three points is I believe that harmony is better than unity. Harmony is better than unity. Let me, let me explain it to you like this. This It'll be a little a little challenging, a little unique since some of you watch on Spotify or listen on Spotify and, and Apple podcasts and all that and, and some are watching via video. So for those of you watching via video here's an image of of a whole bunch of MIDI files there you go. You can see my ring light too. and they're just the same exact file there's 11 of them there actually and this is in Logic Pro. I just I basically just went in and laid single piano notes and when you lay single piano notes, it's going to sound like this. This is just a single piano note. Oops, my bad. Just a single piano. So this is, of those eleven tracks, this is just one solo. So this is one piano. Okay? Now we, we, this is, the point I'm making here is what it means to be in unity. So this is now unmuting all 11 of the tracks. And so it's all 11 tracks playing the same note, the same velocity, and this is what it sounds like. It's kind of hard to tell on here. I know you can hear the distortion for sure, but listening to it on my studio monitors here, the volume just increases. That's the major difference, distortion, and then it increased volume. When you just add additional voices of unity on any instrument or on any vocal part, what you're gonna do is not really do much to create color. You're gonna create volume, a little bit of vibe depending on the the note, but if if it's in perfect unity, what you're gonna do is just create volume, which is ultimately gonna create signal issues and it's gonna create distortion. I think this is a little bit why Paul was saying it's more important to be harmonious than it is to be united. Did you know that, that, that if you're united and unity is the goal, we instantly disqualify people. Remember Paul said in the passion translation that we're b- developing this choreography together. I thought about that word choreography and and what what it means to be in unity versus harmony and and, and let's think of the rockets. My uh my father-in-law's favorite part of the Thanksgiving parade was the rockets and so it's my wife's favorite part now and so every Thanksgiving parade we we make a point to watch the rockets and it is incredible. I mean it is incredible the 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 how how synchronized that they are it's 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 impressive and it's research on the Rockettes and if you want to be a Rockette hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come and they audition they choose 80 people so already we're going to have to slim it down to the people who can actually be in Indy. If unity is the goal, we gotta make sure that you are capable of producing unity because if you're incapable of producing unity, then you'll throw off everything we're trying to do so you then therefore can't be a part. On top of that, if you wanna be a rocket, you have to be somewhere between five, six and a half, five feet six and a half inches and five feet 10 inches. There's a three and a half inch window of what you can be size-wise, height-wise if you want to be a rocket. And it has to do with the way they stagger them and the synchronization of those kicks. And And unity means that we have to be very careful who we let in and who we keep out. Because if unity is the goal, then the standard is really specific. I, I tried a different experiment. Here's here's a here's a, a um, image of uh, something very different. For those of you that are watching via video, you'll see that that this is that the top one is that single piano I just played, and underneath here is a is a song. It's just a piano part that I laid uh, as a secondary track, and what this is going to have that single note piano in it, but you're going to hear it's a part of a different song, and, and maybe you'll recognize the song. Here it is. there'll be sections where you'll be able to hear the listen for it. Right here, right here. There it is. It goes the entire length of the song. So whatever your part, however competent, gifted, Whether you know how to play, you do all kinds of moving things within the church, or you're just the steady, show up, be there, and be consistent. When we desire to live in harmony, whether we have a place, here's a graphic for those that are watching versus listen. Last graphic I've got. Check this out. This is this is the MIDI notes. This is all the MIDI notes that are in that that song, and lots of them. And then in red are all that steady many notes that we played the first time. Because unity is not the goal, we can live in harmony, playing different parts and make something beautiful together. Way more intriguing and inviting and interesting than it would be if the the goal was to say, you're in and you're out, because you gotta be able to do it like this if you want to be counted as one of us. Harmony is better than unity. Here's some verses, this is, taken specifically from Paul's letters to the churches. Here's one to the church in Rome in Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Philippians 2, 4. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. These are about living in harmony. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. To submit to one another, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That can still be a musical term. We use we use words that talk about dynamics and, and tempo, which is, even even when it comes to mixing instruments, that this one is secondary or, or we mix it in so that it all has a place, submitting to the overall production at the end of it, and that's you and I. Like, knowing that we have a place, we can belong, our part matters, we're playing in the same key, and his name is Jesus, but we can submit to the fact that there are other moving things happening all around us that is creating the beautiful piece of music that we're offering to Jesus. In Ephesians now, the letter to the church in Ephesus, chapter four, Paul says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. I I might add, those are wrong notes. Those are out of tune. In verse 32, instead, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Philippians. This is to the church in Philippi. He says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of yourselves as better than your. Don't be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Philippians chapter two, and then finally. Or two more, Galatians chapter 5. This is to the church in Galatia. You can see that this is important to Paul. In Galatians chapter 5, Paul says it is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want and to destroy your freedom. We'd basically be playing, you don't always get the solo. You know, you've got you to gotta play in part with what we are doing together in the in the context of the church. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out. In no time, you will all be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? Finally, Paul says it in Rome. we read it in Corinthians, but in Romans chapter 14, Paul says, So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Paul is saying over and over and over again that harmony matters. I would say, secondly, this is using our, our musical way to unpack what Paul is saying. I would say it's okay and it's normal that tension can be scary. And in my notes, you can see it says it's okay and it's normal. The tension, which I would say are the minor keys of life, can be scary. Sometimes the soundtrack for our circumstances. Again, there's this. If I was to, if I were to give sort of a a word that encapsulates what I'm hoping that this message is all about is it's creating empathy as the church. The church is notorious for pointing fingers, telling someone from a distance what they should or shouldn't do, what they should or shouldn't have done, and, and, and so there's this shame attached to our decisions, and what I want to say to us today, living in harmony is about meeting each other where that they are, and so it's okay, and it needs to be normal for minor keys of life to exist. This is the empathy that says the soundtrack for your story isn't always going to be Pharrell Williams happy because I'm happy. You know, whatever that song is like there's certain times that if you were to put that as the soundtrack of my life, I'd be like, yeah, I'm vibing and I feel that. And then there's other times that wouldn't at all be the song that speaks to my life and and so sometimes we have to be willing to play in minor keys with one another. I, I wasn't planning to do this, but since I'm in my office, I can't do this on Sunday. Let me grab my guitar. Hold, please. i grab my guitar. So, thanks for letting me grab it. I guess what didn't have a choice, did you? But here's it. So listen. Um, mm. So I'm playing, I'm playing a, a, a major chord here. Now, this is a major chord. So in a major chord, there's six strings that, that I'm strumming. If I want to make this a minor chord, did you know I change one of these notes back a half step? That's one fret. So the, if I want to make a major chord into a minor chord, I change one fret on one of the six strings, and it, the whole chord changes. And so if I want to play this major chord, I change one note back one half step, which is one fret, and I get this. So this is the minor chord. This is the major chord. You can feel the difference, right? So a minor chord has this... A lot of blues are in minor chords, and then you get the major chord. It's happier. I know that you guys are probably like, Dustin, we don't care about music or music theory. Let me explain it to you. We, maybe I'll say it to me, I have a tendency, and I wonder if maybe you have a tendency to wish we could tweak people's narratives and their stories to change what they're going through to make it a minor key when that would be out of tune with them. We would not be living in harmony to bring minor chords or major chords to their minor circumstances. And when we try to do that, it changes everything. I've got the greatest illustration I've ever used in my entire life. You will know this. You will know this song right off the top. Let me get out of this thing. Okay, so see if this sounds familiar to you. Let me turn it up. Hold on, hold on. Boom. Obviously, that's Jaws, right? Okay. If we change the three chord, three note. And on those and we make it back a half step. That's how you take a, a, a major chord to a minor chord. The three of the chord goes back one half step, right? So if I turn that minor song and move that one little note, those one little tweaks up just a hair, I have a major sounding progression. And listen to how this sounds. So it's the same... Same exact soundtrack, same exact song But now imagine if this was this soundtrack was in the movie It doesn't exactly communicate the same emotion Here it is in a major key We've taken a minor situation, minor song We didn't like minor, we wanted to make it major And here's what we get <laughs> Look at my graphics if you're... Now it's not called Jaws. it's called Jesus Loves You butterflies and just this is a fun song this is this is a, this is just frolicking through a field of flowers when we try to change people's soundtrack we end up changing everything about where they are and we in essence say to them that we we can't be bothered with being in the the, the tension the chaos the unknown of where they are, and we try to make it into something that we're more comfortable with, and that's not at all how that we live in harmony together. Paul, this is a common theme. This is, again, words from Paul to the, the churches that he's written our letters to. Colossians chapter Three. Since God chose you to be holy people, He loves you. Must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, and patience. Make allowance. Make allowance for each other's faults. You say to that person, "Well, you did this to yourself, and so I'm not going to sit there with you in the mess of it. You did this to yourself." Paul says, "Make allowance." Each other's fault. Find a way to get in the middle of that with them rather than try to sit and point fingers at what they should or shouldn't have done. Galatians, a letter to Galatia, Paul says, Love empowers us to fulfill the law by the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. We carry each other's troubles. We don't. We don't change the tune or the tone of their troubles. If you think you are somebody too important to stoop down to help another when you really are not, you are living in deception, Paul says. We don't need to... To to step over their troubles or try to draw them up from their troubles, we stoop down to where they are in their troubles. In Romans chapter 12 verse 15, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. There we see it again. Harmony is about minor keys as much as it's about major keys. So weep with those who weep is a minor key. So play the minor key. Be in the minor key. It's also laugh, be happy with those who are happy. That's the major key. That's the Pharrell Williams season of life. Be in that, but also be willing to be able to be in the minor keys of life as well. I, I think of the song, Blessed Be Your Name. It's blessed be your name, you give and take away, you give. I just changed keys in singing you that song. But but you give and take away. Matt and Mary Beth Redmond wrote that song after a series of losing their kids to miscarriages time after time after time again. And Matt Redmond writes, and I, I've seen him preach this message, that when he went to try to find a song to sing, a song of the church to sing, that spoke to what his heart was feeling, he couldn't find one. I mean, think about the old hymns. yes. The song great is thy faithfulness is true even the song that we sing in times of sadness it is well right when sorrows like sea billows roll that's the only lyric in that song that's not happy everything else is when when the trump shall resound and my 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 faith will be made side and and the cross takes away all of my sins and when peace like a river and then there's one little one little line that says if sorrows like sea billows roll, but we can't wait to get out of that and to get back to the minor key. Paul is saying we've got to figure out how to live in the minor key and in harmony of that sometimes if we're unwilling to. We will be out of tune when lives all around us find themselves in minor keys. That's that's why Ecclesiastes Chapter 3 says this, you might know this verse, for everything there is a season and a time For every activity under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to harvest, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build up, a time to cry, and a time to laugh, a time to grieve, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to turn away, a time to search, and a time to quit searching, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace, are you comfortable? Can I be comfortable when it's the time that is the hard one, the the latter of those rather than the first, where you have to be willing to step into something that's really hard? And can we, you and I, do that without changing their song from a minor key to a major key because that changes everything? Finally, since we're using. Musical illustrations today. I would say for my third point. What part are you playing? What's your part in all of this? For my illustration for this. Because I'm getting musical illustrations. I'm going to bring my trumpet. I'm going to bring my trumpet. Uh, Like I said I played trumpet. From like 5th to ninth grade. Wasn't very good. But I still got a trumpet. I would say I haven't put my lips on it to make noise and I don't know with the exception of maybe trying to blow it real loud to wake up my teenage son um, I don't think I've it's probably been 15 plus years I'm going to bring it with me on Sunday and I'm going to say for the first time probably 15 plus years I'm going to try to make some noise out of this instrument and it's going to sound horrific and the point is getting started Is Sometimes not making the most beautiful music But we gotta get it out and knock the dust off Maybe knock the rust off And so that we can begin to play You know, if you think back to that opening illustration with the single note Maybe you say, I don't have all I don't feel like I have all the gifts to, to all the moving pieces Well, can you be someone who's steady And shows up and if the people that maybe have been doing it a long time, they can play all the intricate parts all around you, but we need parts in the melody and in the harmony that are the steady parts that just show up and I wonder maybe yours is going to look like me playing trumpet on Sunday and it's going to sound like a mess but it's going to be you taking a step to get started well this Sunday I'm going to blow my trumpet and embarrass myself in hopes that someone who's going to be embarrassed to to step into something for the very first time is going to find the ability to do it because they're going to they're going to step in and realize that they have a part to play And we're not trying to create a church that everyone thinks the same and votes the same and believes the same and acts the same and chooses the same and operates in the same freedoms. We're not going to be that church. We're going to be a church that says we play in the key of Jesus Christ. We play in one key, and his name is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He, he, was, he came, God himself was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, gave his life up on a cross, was crucified, buried, rose again three days later, was resurrected to give us victory over death and hell, and we have the ability to be invited into that song and play in that key. And I want to ask you, what part are you I believe converge that we can be a church that makes beautiful music to the heart of Christ. Well we've got to be, be willing to, not only play in the same key, You got to be willing to be in harmony with each other. One of the ways we can do that is to play a part collectively, but it's also to to make sure we're in tune. You'll notice if you ever saw me play guitar that I, I tune my guitar a lot. I can't stand the idea of, of playing a guitar out of tune, and so... It doesn't matter if I'm playing the right chords. Um, if I, my guitar is out of tune, even if my fingers are on the right places on the neck of the guitar, it's not going to sound right because I'm out of tune. Are you, how, how are you doing personally? Are you in tune with the work that God's trying to do in your life? Because before you come and play a part of the band here with us at church and you come in and you, whether it's the steady part or whether it's the intricate part or whatever instrument that you play, remember where Paul talks later on in in the church in Corinth that we're all different parts of the body, right? Eyes and ears and feet and all that kind of stuff. And I would say to you, to make this music, we're all different instruments. This would be another way to say that. But before you come and bring your instrument, can I encourage you to tune up? And maybe we could help you. Maybe, maybe we could just sit with you in the process of tuning. Maybe you would say it would benefit me a lot to, just to walk with somebody, to Zoom with somebody, to, to have, be mentored by somebody, to help, help me really get my life in tune because I want to play a beautiful song in the, 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 the chorus of Converge and be in harmony with our church. Well, we got to tune. And then once we get our lives in tune, we can come and and be in harmony together with each other and I think that's a pretty important goal and I think Sacramento will not be able to miss the work of the church when we live together and serve together in beautiful harmony all for the sake of playing to the key whose name is Jesus. That's an exciting mission and will be the best music that I've personally ever had the chance to make. So let's go make beautiful music together, Converge. I love you guys. I'll see you soon.